When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. So much to break down from the Tyreek Hill trade, and it affects so many different aspects of the AFC and the NFL, and we are doing that today. It is Chris Garland, Courtney Cronin, and for Greeny today on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, how it affects the Miami Dolphins, how it affects the New York Jets, how it affects the rest of of the AFC at this point. And also, the mandate lifted. Kyrie has been freed. But does that mean the Nets can actually win a championship? Right now, we roll. Here we go! Only one place to start. The latest NFL blockbuster trade. The Kansas City Chiefs are sending Tyreek Hill to the Miami Dolphins. This is now the fastest wide receiver duo in NFL history. I think the pressure is ramped up as high as you can put it onto a tongue of our lower. And it's also ramped up on the Kansas City Chiefs at this point, Courtney. And that's where we start today. How this impacts where the Chiefs are and really why this fell apart on them and how much of it was Patrick Mahomes' fault. And that's one of the more interesting parts of this whole thing is the idea that Patrick Mahomes and his contract, the massive size that it is, may have actually helped lead to the departure of Tyree Kill, one of the most explosive players in the league, from one of the most explosive offenses in the league. I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs lose their, what is being called, ability to instill fear in their opponents when they don't have a Tyreek Hill on the roster. And that's not saying that you can't replace a player like that with a different option. You're certainly not going to get that sort of game-changing speed, which if you watch that in real time, that is an unbelievable skill set. Like, I've never seen something like that. But it made me question just what the, the consequences that it when it comes to the salary cap and when it comes to having quarterbacks that take up that big of a portion of the offensive salary cap and the total salary cap for a team. Now, Patrick Mahomes signed a record-breaking contract two off-seasons ago, and we knew that eventually there were going to have to be decisions that were made. Tyreek Hill wanted to get paid, and can you blame him considering how productive he's been in that Chiefs offense? He's been part of a Super Bowl team, been part of a team that's gone to the AFC Championship in large part because anytime he catches the ball – He's going to hit a home run with it, for yep. you know, lack of a better term. And he wanted to cash in on that. You can't really blame him. I know that we've talked about the free agency period really being the trade period because he was still under contract. But when the Chiefs gave him that option to explore a trade, to go wherever he wanted, to try to top what Devontae Adams had just made on his deal with the Las Vegas Raiders, it felt like it was going to be a no-brainer from Hill's perspective, that it's Miami. New York and the Jets are a, are a desti- or not a destination. That's a place that you visit. That's a place that is still a giant question mark with a second-year quarterback. And, yes, there are questions with Tua Tagovailoa mm-hmm. and how far he can throw the ball downfield. And so this is not a dink-and-dunk offense with so much speed on the outside. 
But I think that's what drew Tyreek Hill to a place like Miami. Not just the dollar figure, certainly it's a lot, but also getting to play with Jalen Waddell and having, like Jeff Darlington said there at the top of the show, the fastest wide receiver duo in the NFL, pairing him with Devontae Parker, when healthy, another great trio that you have right there. Look, this to me, though, for the Chiefs just blows my mind that they feel so comfortable that they can easily replace Tyreek Hill in their offense. Here's Teddy Bruschi this morning from Get Up, ESPN's NFL analyst on trying to replicate what he does. That's a lot of pressure. I mean, I just think that, I mean, Tyreek Hill, he makes guys look ridiculous, okay? That's just how good he was. And to say that, okay, let's just go with the draft and Andy Reid. And, of course, I trust Andy Reid as a head coach. He'll get the job done. They'll still be competitive. This just won't be the same. To say that you're going to bring a rookie wide receiver in, and then, by the way, now you got to do things that Tyreek Hill did. I mean, it's just so hard to replicate. I mean, like I'm saying, this this guy, the guys have to play him a certain certain way. I mean, you have to play off. It's almost like you're playing basketball defense with Tyreek Hill. You're off. You're giving him eight yards cushion. You're just wondering where he's going to go, and all of a sudden you don't even hit him because he just goes out of bounds after a 12-yard gain. That's just how complicated and ridiculous he was to defend and game plan against. Frankly, this is arrogant on the part of the Chiefs to feel like they can – move on from Tyreek Hill and not making a deal for an extension with him so easily. When you look around the rest of the AFC, especially in their division, and how much it has improved, so no, we'll we'll just go out, we'll draft the next Tyreek Hill without blinking our eyes. Well, all right, who's it going to be? Jamison Williams later on because he just had the torn ACL, and we know that with the torn ACL, you're not back to anywhere near what you normally were uh, before the injury until two years later. Where else are you going? Are you trying to find a way to trade up for Drake London? This to me is just, it's arrogant to assume that you are just that much of a genius, Andy Reid, and you are that good offensively around Patrick Mahomes to just think this is no big deal. And that's kind of what it feels like. It's play design, right? Like you can scheme these guys open and, you know, make a lot of things happen through the plays that you call. That's what Andy Reid apparently has sold for quite a long time. But no, you have to give credit to the playmakers that he's been drawing up those plays for. And it is truly going to take a whole village to try to replace what Tyreek Hill brought to this offense. But I don't even know that you can do that with a village. Like, you need the one guy. He is not somebody that just shows up. They're not going to have the one guy, Chris. Like, that's the problem. Like, you can't. If, 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 like, where are they drafting right now? At 29 29 and 30? 29 and 30. Christian Watson from North Dakota State. That's probably your in. Like, they also need a cornerback. So, unless they go double wide receiver with those first two picks that they have in the first round, late in the first round, I don't think that that's going to cut it. And I'm not saying that it's impossible to replicate that production from a group perspective. That's the only chance that you have to do it using literally everyone you have. And that goes from Travis Kelsey to Juju Smith-Schuster to McCole Hardiman to, you know, if they get Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who apparently, you know, was there on a free agent visit. He's got part of Tyreek Hill's game, Tyreek Hill's game, but not all of it. Like, you can take the top off the defense all you want, but, like, that's a cheat code in Tyreek Hill, and those don't ju- those don't exist. Like you cannot find those regularly. So what you have to do in that circumstance, 
deal with the chips that you've, you know, stacked against yourself and use literally everyone to try to get, like, little bits and pieces of Tyreek Hill, like one player in about five that you're going to have to use on offense. When you look at their salary cap and you have Mahomes as a $35 million hit for the coming year and you have Chris Jones as nearly a $30 million hit for the year, you just gave Orlando Brown the money that you did and now that's 16.6 against the cap this year. I'm sorry, I don't know how you plan. There are certain guys you have to plan for. I don't know how you don't understand the level of money that it's going to take to sign Tyreek Hill. They still have $28 million under the cap. We know what they need for draft picks, but Courtney, like it almost feels like, all right, they let him go, so they're going to turn around now and, and go trade for DK Metcalf if the Seahawks can't make a deal with him. I mean, he's 25 years old. That deal is not going to be quite the same, but it's not going to be that far off. Plus, you're just giving up everything that you gave uh, that you got in return for Tyreek Hill. I mean, not giving up everything. Five draft picks is not what it's well. Going the to high picks. To get. You're giving yeah. up the high picks. You'd be in a situation where you're better served to move forward in a different way with DK Metcalf because it's just like to try to think that they can find a version of Tyreek out there like that player doesn't exist so you know DK Metcalf is a big body X he's fast as hell too and I know that that's probably like what most people are thinking how do you replace that speed that you had with Tyreek Hill I mean Miko Hardeman's pretty fast too Damian Williams is fast but that's just a different layer of that offense that you're just going to have to figure out how you can scheme around and how different it's going to look this year. Because like Teddy Bruschi was saying, you have to play Tyreek Hill differently as a receiver than you do others. It's not just like a normal, if you're playing zone, it's this much cushion. If you're, um, you're playing man, it's this much cushion. Like if you, you know, all the rules that defenses have for certain players, like specific ones for Tyreek Hill, you're going to have to adjust Either way, and you know, I'm sure teams in the division in the AFC West are absolutely thrilled that he's no longer there. They don't have to face him twice a year because he truly is a cheat code, and now that makes the AFC East all that much more interesting and probably a lot more difficult for defensive coordinators in that division to figure out, okay, it's not just Jalen Waddle you got to worry about now. It's not just Devontae Parker when healthy. It's Tyreek Hill on top of all of that. With everything that's happened in the AFC, and you and I sat here trying to rank our top five teams in the AFC, and we're dealing with nine that could be in the top five, this knocks the Chiefs down, I think, considerably. Uh, Until, uh, unless we see a big receiver receiver like DK Metcalf end up in Kansas City, I can't put them back up at the second spot in the AFC like I had them. To me, this drops them down to maybe four. I wonder if they'd be if we did our AFC rankings again. If I would have them at five or just outside, as my honorable mention. Because I think, I've, I think I've they're honorable to, mention right now. I've got to put Vegas in the mix now. If we're given where the Chiefs are after this trade, I think Vegas would probably be my number five, and I'd end up moving Cincinnati up to two, and then bumping up uh, the Cleveland Browns a spot too, because we both had the Bills as our number one. It is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin in for Greeny today. In just moments, there are so many aspects of this trade, but the biggest one is, how does it really affect Patrick Mahomes? Is this a major loss for him, or is he good enough to overcome it? Some people around the league are already letting some of our insiders know that this might be a much bigger deal than people realize, and we have one of those insiders on set next. 
Chris and Courtney in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. The latest NFL blockbuster trade, the Kansas City Chiefs are sending Tyreek Hill to the Miami Dolphins. This is now the fastest wide receiver duo in NFL history. I think the pressure is ramped up as high as you can put it onto a tongue of our Lord. Why would you sit there and give up this quarterback and that coach with that franchise when they're in a championship game every year to go sit there with a quarterback who can't get the ball to you and do it? My reaction is just like everybody else's. Very unexpected, but great for the Dolphins. Pressure on Tua, sure, but there more on Patrick Mahomes now. Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle auto, home, or motorcycle insurance. Visit Progressive.com. For more on that, Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL Insider, joining us on set, bringing the Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. So, watching Get Up this morning, you get a text after Teddy Bruschi makes a point about how this really cannot be taken for granted how much it's going to affect Patrick Mahomes. And it was, just tell us the story about the text that you got during the time. Well, I actually didn't read the entire text that the GM sent me. And the, the part that I shared on television was, Teddy's making great points right now about this offense. They are losing their Superman. They're, lo- they're losing the most dynamic player on their roster after Patrick Mahomes. And we're going to see a significant change in this Chiefs and, and, and what they look like. And I was taking the other side of it, which was essentially, it's Patrick Mahomes, it's Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, Miracle Hardman. I think they're going to be able to find a really fast, good, explosive receiver in this upcoming draft. They've gotten it. They now have the picks. And this GM texted me and said, Teddy's points are really good. He's spot on. You need to stop talking. That was the part I didn't include because I didn't want to look too foolish. But the reality is, I, I, I do think it's one of these stories where initially you go, what? How, what is this going to look like without Travis Kelsey? You, you, we've seen so many incredible plays uh, just ad-libbed, really, essentially, from Patrick Mahomes and him, and, and they had great chemistry. Um, but then you start going, this is good. This is smart. This is a Bill Belichick-type move. You don't need to be paying a receiver that much money at this point. And they have a 26-year-old quarterback. Uh, this isn't rebuilding. I think this is just 
renovating a little. So Chris and I were on differing sides of this, Diana, and you lose a player like Tyreek Hill. It's generational speed. You don't see it that often. I'm of the belief that it's going to be the take a village approach where it is Travis Kelsey, where it is Miko Hardeman, where it is Juju Smith-Schuster, maybe Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Fill in the blank here that you can build out the rest of your receiving core through the draft, through some bargain bin free agents to try to replicate it, but also change what you're doing offensively in lieu of Tyreek Hill. Like, is that the side that you align with? Or do you think that he's just so irreplaceable, they're going to have to just like throw it all out the window and do something else? It's the situation I'm always in court when I work with you. You put it beautifully because that's exactly (laughs) my approach on this. Whereas Teddy looks at it as how. How do you replace it? He's an irreplaceable player. He contributes too much and helped Patrick Mahomes get out of a lot of situations where we see sometimes he does press. But I think with this offensive line and with Andy Reid's ability to adapt and use the personnel, we've seen it. Let's go back to Alex Smith days, how he was able to have success with Alex Smith. And all due respect to to our colleague who, who, you know, he was on the back end of his career when he was there. Uh, I, I just have that belief that they will have a plan here, which is why I wouldn't be surprised if we see in this draft, they take a few of those picks that they just got because it was quite the haul and they move up. And then they go grab a few receivers. You know, they grab one key one and then a few more later in the later rounds. But I, I, am in this, I have the same sentiment as you, Court, where I do think they're going to go sort of by committee almost to, to sort of replace someone that explosive. ESPN NFL insider Diana Rossini joining us on set at Greeny on ESPN Radio. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free and help you save time and money down the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. My take on this is, is simply this. This window is open for the Chiefs. And it's hard to imagine that they were willing to do this so quickly over the last five days, all right, six days, whatever it was where they decided we're not going to be able to sign him to a long-term deal when they have done some of the other moves that they have done. You don't let Chris Jones be a $30 million cap hit unless you're trying to win the Super Bowl right now. And this, it, it just feels like that level of guy needed to be protected. So I guess the bigger question, as I took an hour to get to it, is this. Is Mahomes just going to be able to make all of these other guys better because he, frankly, hasn't had to do that before? They certainly think so when they yeah. gave him that contract. And, and I, I, from my own eyes, when I've watched him and have seen him over the years now, I believe that as well. I don't think he's dependent. You're not going out on a limb. I, I yeah, not, see it too. Believe but. me, I say a lot crazier stuff on this show. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, Tyreek Hill uh, isn't a – I said this today all morning – Tyreek Hill is going to miss Patrick Mahomes more than Patrick Mahomes is going to miss Tyreek Hill. It's not, he's not going to be completely over it, I'm sure. I would love to have had Patrick Mahomes' initial reaction when he heard this because uh, we know what Tyreek Hill has done in terms of helping that production on that team. But I, I think that they have enough going there and they've been able to overcome enough uh, that, that I'm not concerned about the Chiefs getting back you know, to, to, to the conference championship. No way. Yeah, I I can't leave my where I'm sitting right now because I'm tethered to my Comrex. So I won't do what everyone else did on Get Up this morning. But you're picking the Chiefs to win the AFC. Is that right? I am. I, I So, Court, last year I went on television and I foolishly said, huh, 
Patrick Mahomes has lost it. He isn't that special. Look at this. See, the truth comes out. I said something, some garbage take like that. And then you saw the Chiefs turn it around and look who came back looking just the way we knew he would, or at least he was, you know, seasons prior. The Patrick Mahomes that got paid all that money and deservingly so. And I may even say not paid enough. Uh, So I'm not going to make that mistake again because I do have that belief that they can do that. And they have always figured it out and they will six years in a row they, they've got no issues getting there yeah my problem here would be that that the mistake you're making is admitting you're wrong you don't do that anymore. die with a lie die with the lie that is my life motto <laughs> i've been trying to get better at just being as authentic as possible chris so to the listeners out there i'm gonna tell you when i was wrong and i've been wrong a lot but then you know, we don't have 17 hours on the show either. Yeah, never believed in it, never will. Uh, Diana Rossini joining us on set. Where does this put the Dolphins now in the AFC discussion? Look, I, I think this is a complicated move. If you were to give me a grade, if I had to give it a grade, I'd give the Chiefs like a B on this move. I'd give the Dolphins, and, and I, I don't think I have a lot of company on this one, like a C. And here's why. That is a lot of draft capital for a receiver. For a quarterback that we're not even sure of yet, that I don't think they are. They signed Teddy Bridgewater to a $6 million deal. And there's just something about this move that tells me, yes, it's for the future. But there's something about bringing Teddy Bridgewater on that said to me, eh, we're going to probably see Teddy pretty soon. We're going to see him sooner in the season than, than I think we would like. The stuff that Mike McDaniel wants to do, and, and to that West Coast offense, what Kyle Shanahan has done, obviously streaming from his father, Mike, you know, they have the ability to figure out a way to give their quarterbacks training wheels, so to speak, right, to, to help them out. Helps the offensive line out, the run game, um, yards after catch, right? Those are the things that they focus on in that offense. And that's what Mike is going to bring in Miami. So Tua may not be asked to do too much, but then when you, you look at these receivers, the two fastest guys in the league are on the same team. They're going to want the ball, and we know – a receiver like Tyreek Hill, who got the ball plenty in Kansas City, who was just asked to be paid the highest, who, you know, the highest salary. He wanted to be the highest paid receiver for a reason. There's a lot of ego there. He's not going to be getting the same type of passes that he saw in Kansas City. We haven't seen Tua do it. So we can talk all about the pressure on Tua. The pressure is really, can, can he handle all these weapons now? That's where I'm interested in seeing if, if he can do this. That's the part that worries me because he's at the bottom like the bottom of the league, like just above Jared Goff and, you know, broken Ben Roethlisberger last season in 10.1 yards per completion. He can't, he's shown that he really can't throw the ball down the field all that accurately and all that well. And when you have speed like this on the outside, how is that going to come to fruition in this offense? I mean, Chris and I were talking about this off air. Like, is you can't just have like a dink and dunk approach or, you know, be running a bunch run running a bunch of bubble screens here for these guys and expect to be as explosive as you want to. Like, what needs to happen for them to either change the approach or for Tua to make sure that these guys can reach their fullest potential? It's why Teddy Bridgewater's on the roster, right? I think they know this. And and the thing you have to remember in Miami is this coaching staff is not aligned with Tua, meaning, like, they have no connection with him. They didn't draft him. And we know how this goes. When it's not your guy, the patience dwindles. They're not as patient. When it is, you, there's a little bit more forgiveness. So it's sort of why my, my theory right now is we're going to see Teddy sooner uh, because we know Teddy, Mike McDaniel signed Teddy for a reason. And I think it's got to be one of these 
uh, early season victories for Tua to keep the job. And I think he's going to be battling to keep the job every single game. Last one, ESPN NFL reporter Diana Rossini with us. The team that we have not spoken about in the AFC through all of this madness of the last few weeks is the New England Patriots. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden, they're not in the discussion. Is this the beginning of the end? No, this is what I hate, though, as as, uh, someone related to Jets fans. um, Whenever they're quiet like this, this is where I think Bill is, you know, coming up with some fantastic answer. Um, Yes, we're not talking about New England, but we cannot count them out. Uh, and you you can't. So to say it's it's the end, while here in New York, I think fans would love to hear. I don't think it's close. I don't. I, I think they have enough pieces this season to put together. And, and I think and I think Mac Jones takes a giant leap forward this season, and, and we start seeing someone um, out there from that class from last year that will perhaps be one of you know the best pick there. All right. So stick to the short term memory. Forget about anything you said last year. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. Anything you said. a whole other year ago. These ideas, they're all in the air. Come on. It's, you give the take, and the take is fact, until it's not, and then let somebody else figure that out. You know, it was really fun. Two years ago, Tom Brady signs in Tampa Bay. I go right on TV. <laughs> Tom doesn't have it anymore. It's why other teams didn't sign him. He's not going to work with Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians runs this loose uh, organization. Tom needs structure. He needs discipline. This is never going to work. There I am in Tampa Bay at the Super Bowl with Tom Brady. That See, was fun. The only place I ever admit this stuff is in therapy. Don't, this is like, <laughs> it's, it's, it almost feels like this is therapeutic for you to admit where you were this wrong. This does feel good. Yeah. But unfortunately, while I'm talking, every single person listening's credibility, or at least the credibility they were giving me at the start, has now gone down by a lot. Awesome stuff as usual. Thanks. Thanks, guys, for having me. Yep. Credibility is pretty good when GMs are texting you when you're on the air. That's for sure. And we will get to more of this and how it does affect the New England Patriots in just a sec. That was ESPN NFL reporter Diana Rossini giving us the Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. According to research, 90% of employers plan to make enhancing the employee experience a top priority in 2022. After all, a happy workplace like one that allows for a flexible schedule and focuses on company culture is key to attracting and keeping great employees. And if you need to add more employees to your team, there's ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds the right candidates for your job and proactively presents them to you. You can easily review these candidates and invite your top choices to apply. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E. E-N-Y. Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin for Greeny today. I'm going the opposite of Diana. I, I get where we have all had to keep the mantra, and justifiably so, of never count out the Patriots. It's hard to imagine that they will be able to close the gap when we have seen the skill level improve in the AFC among the powers to begin with. And we saw, last time we saw the Patriots, they were losing by 30 in the playoffs, even though they had scrapped to make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to be the little scrappy bunch that could this year, Courtney. I don't see it. They were quiet in free agency, and they still have a lot of needs that they need to address at the receiver position first and foremost, right? Like that's when, when you think of the New England Patriots, what do you, where does your mind go for offseason needs? Replacing what little production that they got from 
you know, Nelson, Nelson Aguilar, Aguilar Nikhil yeah. Harry. I mean, Jacoby Myers and Kendrick Bourne were the only receivers that had more than 500 yards or, you know, right around that mark in 2021. That's a primary need. And again, they're a team like others who have this need at wide receiver who just have not gotten involved in the market yet. Now, that's not saying that they can't because there's certainly still time left. There's a lot of free agent receivers that are a little older. I mean, you're not going to find many that are within that like 25 to 28 range that haven't either dealt with injury or just haven't been that productive. And then you've got like the Julio Joneses of the world and the Emmanuel Sanders of the world. You guys who are 33 to 35 who can still be productive, but age. You know, that's the thing. So I wonder about this Patriots team because Bill always has something up his sleeve. So I, like Diana, am in that camp where I'm not going to completely rule them out just yet because I'm expecting something monumental to happen at this point. But if you're looking at the AFC East right now and where it stands and where the New England Patriots stand, whether it's recency bias or not, certainly the Bills are number one. I think you have to put the Miami Dolphins, given all their free agent acquisitions and what they have building right there as number two, and then the New England Patriots as the third team, which, you know, if you're looking at this, that means they're not in the playoffs next year. Yeah, and offensive weapons in the draft, that's not something the Patriots have ever done terribly well. Nikhil Harry didn't turn out to be a great player. Lawrence Maroney, back in the day, didn't turn out to be the running back that they thought he was going to be. Who is the last Patriot offensive player who made a massive impact on what they were doing? So my point is this. If you're counting on getting that much better in the draft because it's Bill Belichick, be careful. I mean, Tom Brady made an awful lot of receivers an awful lot of money in New England for years. So I worry about that from from their standpoint. Well, I don't worry about it, mm-hmm. but I would – Take a look at that situation and evaluate it a little bit differently. How long can the smarts really carry the lack of talent? You know, And I think what we're seeing, too, when you look at the departure of J.C. Jackson and Ted Karras in free agency, are they now prioritizing draft capital over big-name free agents, which would be a shift in tactics for Bill Belichick, from the 2021 offseason where they spent $163 million in guaranteed money on free agents, which, by the way, is a record in the NFL. So they go one year doing one thing. It gets them to the playoffs but gets them out in the first round in the wild card. This year it looks like they're trying to go the opposite direction and hit free agency hard. But I know Jeremy Fowler, our ESPN insider, had reported the other day that they were in on some of these like middle and lower tier free agents for at the wide receiver position and nothing has come up, you know, good for them. They haven't been able to land anybody. Who's He's excited got- to play with Mac Jones right now? He can't throw the ball down the field either. Yeah, and especially in cold weather, they might just have him handed it like handed off. Look, they, and throw they, three times. And we can't forget they did trade away Shaq Mason and basically all they have brought in offensively is Ty Montgomery at this juncture in his career. So much more on the fallout from the Tyree Kill trade, including can Tua actually now get it done? Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Tua is the guy that immediately got a lot of the attention yesterday, and you brought it up with Diana, and justifiably so. Is he going to be able to actually capitalize with all of this weaponry that he's got right now and the way it feels to me Courtney is that you have handed to a lot to work with so you've got all of the artillery for plenty of cannons but a pop gun for the actual gun itself and that's a problem I mean, he's the former number five overall pick and I can't say that he's been like god awful in his first two seasons but he's won 13 of 21 starts completed nearly 68% of his passes last season, but it's not like he's been particularly good. You know what I mean? 27 touchdowns over those 21 starts, 10 interceptions, fewer than 200 passing yards a game. His passer rating somewhere around like 89. Like what's to be, what's there to be excited about, about those numbers, but they're giving him every last chance to succeed here. Like, this is this is it, and it's the most obvious thing to say because a quarterback going into his third year, if you don't have it figured out by now, towards the last couple years of your rookie contract, A, you're not getting that fifth-year option picked up. B, the team's going to be moving on soon. And like Diana said last segment when we talked to her, when I was asking about, well, how's Tua going to get the ball down the field considering that's not really a strength as an NFL passer – she said that's why they signed Teddy Bridgewater. Speaking of which, here's Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider, uh, this morning on Get Up on his reaction to when the trade was made. Wow, how fast and explosive the Miami Dolphins are going to be when paired with Jalen Waddle, last year's number one pick, the improved offensive line, Taron Armstead, Connor Williams, and the enormous pressure on Tua Tongaloa because there are no more excuses. They have a bright new offensive-minded head coach in Mike McDaniel. And is it reasonable to think, guys, by Halloween, are we talking about Teddy Bridgewater taking over for Tua if there's any bumps in the road because they have that much speed now on offense? When you've done all of that, you have to find the guy that's going to be able to get those guys the football outside of just five yards in the line of scrimmage. And for me, I don't trust him to do it yet. And he's got all of those positive statistics as far as stepping forward, but they're lollipop throws too. Like when we talk about 68% completion percentage, are, are a lot of those over 15 yards? My, my guess is no, they are not. And so that makes me believe even though you have all of that explosiveness, at some point you're going to be able to guard against that 
when you don't trust his ability to reach a receiver who will absolutely outrun the football. And that makes me think that this can be twofold. You can either look at this that they did all of this to get the best out of Tua. If it doesn't work this year, then they're moving on in 2023, or they already know that. And that's the reason they have Teddy Bridgewater there as a backup quarterback who can actually get the ball down the field, even though he is known as like check down Teddy and all things like that. And and he is very conservative in moments with the ball. But as far as what Tua's limitations are, maybe the team already sees that and has their fail-safe option for when, if this doesn't work, where you have these great receivers on the outside and you have all this speed to utilize and you can't do it because your quarterback is, you know, the biggest problem of the offense. Like that to me might be the only thing that could hold them back offensively given all the acquisitions that they've made and all the players that they have on the offensive line and the backfield and receiver. Like Tua might be the only thing holding them back in 2022. I got to flip to the Jets here because this is crushing on a couple of fronts. Number one, you didn't get them. And number two, you have to deal with them. And while the Jets still have all of their draft capital, maybe they can get involved on the DK Metcalf front if he becomes available. They certainly have more to offer than anyone else, but do they run into the same problem again of somebody who would prefer to play somewhere else? Let's say Kansas City is in the mix as opposed to coming to the Jets, and they control their destiny because you're going to want them to sign long-term. If you're the Jets right now, this was not just bad for today and this coming year. This might be a bad pretense unless Zach Wilson can really show that he can play the position this year. It's amazing to me, too, that the Jets had all of this draft capital. Two picks in the top ten in 2022. And according to Adam Schefter, the trade that they had in place with the Kansas City Chiefs was that Kansas City would have gotten picks 35, 38, 38. and 69. 35, 38 are second-round picks. And the Jets would have gotten Tyreek Hill and number 103. Last I checked, when you and I were talking about this on air as it was developing, is that the Chiefs weren't going to take anything less than at least first two rounders. They get one. But the like, what were the Jets doing? Were they trying to like, not make this happen by offering them two second-round picks for him? No, I, I think the Chiefs, the Chiefs and the Jets... And the Dolphins, they all had their trades in place. And the Chiefs then were were more than willing to take two twos and a three this year to make that happen. That's, to me, what is even more disheartening about it. It's Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save on commercial auto insurance for progress, from Progressive. Get a fast quote today at ProgressiveCommercial.com. It is just absolutely amazing. How many different tentacles of an entire conference that this one trade has really touched and it continues to influence everybody's prospects. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.